0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you, and I've got a special guest here with me today, Mr. Rob Pincus. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit today about safe firearm storage within the family unit. OK, small children, your wife, people visiting, folks in and out. You know, that's one of Rob's pet peeves, and we thought we'd have some fun talking about this today. I definitely want to take a moment to thank SDI uh, for allowing gun gripes to continue raw, unadul- unadulterated, unfiltered. Guys, we just put this content out here in the most open and honest way we possibly can. We uh, really appreciate all the support from y'all, and definitely thanks to SDI uh, for supporting gun gripes. So, Rob, uh, this is one of your pet peeves, man. Let's it's break good.
1: into it it's uh it's a big deal i think this this gun negligence right um as the executive vice president of second amendment organization it was it was mandatory for me when i took that position that we not just focus on the kind of traditional gun rights advocacy in terms of educating people outside of the gun world and lobbying to defend our rights but also that we do the advocacy inside of the community to end gun negligence and i, I talked about it last year at gun rights policy conference uh the the Things I said were hard, right? About policing our own, about admitting that there are negative outcomes, about admitting and acknowledging the risks when you bring a gun into our home, right? Um, so, so this is a big deal. This is one of our, this is actually from, from uh, last year. And, and the idea that, that I believe we should be more assertive in our fight to end gun negligence, right? So not just assertive in our fight to protect our Second Amendment, to protect our right to defend ourselves and all of those things, but also policing our own. And, man, it's, it's been a rough week, you know, and uh, we got kids getting hurt because of negligence. We got kids getting hurt because parents aren't watching the guns and watching their kids. And it's hard to do both. I get it, right? I've got the four-year-old upstairs. I got the, I've got i got the burn from the bouncy castle. It's her birthday this week, and we, we, uh, we got rained out. The bouncy castle's out in the yard. I'm going to go out there and play with her again later today. But the idea is chasing that four-year-old around is a lot harder than just locking my guns up, right? And so I want to talk about the ways you can store your guns and for people interested in defensive use of guns, the way you can stage your guns. And that's really important to understand that, that you can access your guns very, very quickly and very, very efficiently for defensive use, but still prevent that tragedy like we've seen too often. I, I queued up a few stories here, right? This one um, was earlier. Uh, this is well, this one was actually one that came up in the, in the search from last year, but it was a two-year-old accidentally get shot by the three-year-old brother, right? And people think, well, two-year-old, 3 year olds they aren't in any danger. Well, you know, then we got this one. This was just this week, just I think within the last 48 hours. A three-year-old in Texas goes upstairs to his dad's bedroom, takes a gun off the top of the dresser, shoots himself in the hospital now. We don't know if he's going to live or not, right, with a head wound. And then this one, um, where's the other one here? The two-year-old that shot, whoop, two-year-old, get out of here. There we go. Two-year-old with the grandmother's gun, takes the gun out of the purse, loaded gun out of the purse, and shoots uh, him or herself in the head. And people want to understand this real quick. Let me show you because people – I already saw it on the internet. Well, I know that sounds kind of fishy. How can a two-year-old fire a gun, right? I've had Baby Pincus playing with a cert pistol, right, shooting cert pistols. I mean, Baby Pincus has her own little miniature ballistic shield the Universal Shield Center. Right. <laughs> it was like two or three. She was like with the, the micro uh, CERT pistols, the one that are designed to replicate the single stack subcompact guns. She can shoot that. You know, she wraps two fingers around it. But what happens is most kids that don't have education around guns, if they're going to fire this gun, here's how they do it. Now you realize this is a CERT pistol. I didn't feel comfortable doing this. I'm going to close my eyes because of the lasers, right? The photon. But here's how kids do it. They get their hands on the gun and their thumbs end up in here. And that's what they do. And, and that's a problem, right? You can see how that's a problem for a two-year-old, but this is how they do it. So don't think, I get it. Maybe they can't rack the slide, right? But they can sure get that safety off in of 1911 and they can take that 12-pound double-action trigger and they can push it in with their thumbs and the only place that gun gets pointed when they push it in with their thumbs is right at their face or their chest. And these are these are avoidable tragedies if, if people just take more responsibility as gun owners. And if we as a gun community take more accountability for outspoken criticism of this grandmother i I get it she's going to live with that for the rest of her life and i don't know if that's two years or 22 years but she still needs to be sanctioned she still needs to be held accountable for that and she needs to be an example to other would-be responsible gun owners that we need to police our own this is a big deal um so that's that's my that's my rant to get us started i guess
0: sure So uh, to to backtrack just a a tiny amount there, I believe that probably one of the most passive ways that we can actually even protect our rights is to make sure that unfortunate things don't happen by mistake with a firearm. And that that's regardless of whether it's in the family unit within the within the confines of the family unit in the household, whether it's a training accident, whether it's a, an accident out the range where something happens and someone gets hurt, which it happens from time to time, you know, it, we should treat it really the same way that we treat just about anything else. I mean, what do we do when we get in our car, right? We put our seatbelt on, we check our mirrors, you know, we follow all of the, the traffic signals, we make sure that we do the right thing, we're courteous to other people. Firearms, Are dangerous objects, just like a car is a dangerous object, just like gravity is dangerous, just like being underwater and drowning is dangerous. There are many things out there that can hurt us that are out there in the world at large. And I think that people tend to pigeonhole firearms into an exclusive group of things that, oh, it's somehow special and and should be, you know, regulated or controlled in some special or obscenely weird way just because it happens to be a dangerous object but you can just go buy a car and do whatever you want with it. I mean, there, there's no law against going and buying a 10-ton a truck and doing whatever you want to with it. So I think that to, to support what you're saying, I believe that the, one of the most passive ways you can protect your rights is to make sure that people don't hurt themselves with firearms by mistake. I mean, safety is a very important aspect of being a firearms owner, very important thing, and especially in the household, especially when you're talking our youth. I mean, our youth are the future of what we do. They're they're the future of us. Right. So it, it's a horrible situation. I can imagine for a, a parental figure to be in a situation where, you know, you inadvertently hurt a young person and didn't intend
1: to. It's not malicious, but it's incredibly negative. So I was just surfing around here in the background while you were talking. Uh, in terms of what's going on. So I went to the trace, right? But why are you even giving them web traffic, Rob? I'm giving them web traffic because you need to understand exactly what Eric just said. When you look through here, you are going to see all kinds of things about gun access, right? How do criminals get their weapons? You're going to see kids getting hurt. You're going to see people that, uh, you're going to see all these other stories. They're all in one place. They're here. How many people get hurt by guns? The Virginia Beach people, all these things that happen with guns. The anti-gunners, the pro-gun control movement is passionate. i'm going to get that off of there but they are passionate about making sure that everyone finds out about every problem that's caused by a negligent gun owner and some of them are twisted some of them are are not reported properly i get it but far too many of them are and what we need to stop doing as a community is ignoring what you just said it's one of the most important things i'll say that preventing unauthorized access is the easiest and and highest responsibility that firearms owners have and, and I don't give anybody a pass for anything, right? We all you you get the free lock that comes with the gun. If you, you if you have bought a new gun in the last twenty years, you've gotten a free lock. If you bought a used gun, you can get one from the NSSF from Project Child Safe. There are resources available out there. Every gun shop has you know probably fifty to five hundred of these laying around in a pocket somewhere, in a box somewhere, in a drawer that no gun nobody's going to be turned away from a gun shop when they say, hey, I just need a lock. I just need something to prevent my two-year-old from being able to actuate the controls of the gun and hurt themselves. Someone in the gun community is going to have, I mean, literally just, I went over there into the gun room and I came up with two just by looking around to see where they are. And I haven't used one of these things for 30 years, right? I've not actually used one of these types of cable locks. I'm, I'm sure for a couple of decades or more, I've got other ways to do it. We're going to talk about some of those ways, but it's, it's important to understand that we have this responsibility to do it. And it's, yes. Yeah easiest way to protect our rights because if we don't take responsibility for our guns and for our community we will have someone else's view of responsibility legislated upon us and we've seen it storage laws exist in a lot of states and in a lot of cities and the examples that get held up are exactly these kinds of things that we're talking about here today we're talking about kids getting hurt or criminals getting easy access to guns so essentially the
0: crux of this entire thing is that what we're looking at is ways that we don't want to give the anti-gun side any more food right so the less of this stuff right. we can make happen the less they have to throw at us because they're going to smear in the worst possible light they can so and beyond and, even what they think it's more about safety in the well, in the family hey, unit say, let's
1: not let because i don't want they're going to take this they're going to say oh gun rights guys colluding to protect their gun rights but not really caring about kids no they, i promise you you give me the option of of never talking about gun responsibility again, because I don't have any high- highlights and, and headlines from kids getting hurt or using this as some kind of political tool to say, no, no, really, we care. I'm going to take the first one a thousand times out of a thousand. Like, oh
0: yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not implying that. I'm just saying that that's how they look at it though. But they're we, always going to, they're not going to waste a tragedy.
1: There is no, not at all. But, but we, neither should we, I guess is what I'm saying is we need to take that out. People will tell me, well, Rob, you're just promoting personal defense network. You're promoting your work at two AO on the, on the, body of that little kid well guess what just like the bodies in the school shooting just like the bodies in the terrorist attack just like the bodies in these tragic negligent issues we've got to take advantage of talking to people while they're listening and these things are compelling And i don't care if it's the aftermath of suicide the aftermath of a violent spree killing or the aftermath of a tragedy in the the, uh, presence of negligence we need to talk while people are listening and and i hope people are listening right now Obviously, we can go to personaldefensenetwork.com, put in staging, put in storage. You can put in any kind of search term. You're going to find lots of free videos. You're going to find PDN lives. I mean, hours of content. There's obviously you can do some things we pay for as well, but the free stuff is out there. The information is there. And again, National Shooting Sports Foundation Project, Child Safe. the pieces of equipment, right? I think the camera is set up over here. You can kind of look into this corner and, and, you know, see, I've got a uh, kind of traditional storage down here stack on came out with this unit it's got traditional storage down at the bottom you know the put in the the code and turn the key but then on the top it's got a system that's a quick access system so i punch in on the big buttons and it's got a little quick access drawer for a staged defensive gun i've been a big uh proponent and, and partner with gunball they just um announced a whole new set of uh second it's actually third generation quick access safes um, we partnered up with them with walk to talk america as part of our suicide prevention as well so you'll start seeing these. Um, in gun shops all around the country that are offering to hold guns for people that are struggling with issues, you know, which is a whole nother mental health thing that we should talk about. Um, you know, you could do this. I mean, this is this is I don't know what you pay for this, 20 bucks maybe in a big box store, and it's the little tumbler thing, but this will hold your defensive firearm, right? Um certainly you can get into some of the more sophisticated things like the Identalock, right? The Identalock. Um, which is a, a clamshell, right? It's a chargeable biometric clamshell. It goes around the trigger. What I love about this is that that grandmother, she could have had this in her purse. And when she took her purse off at her grandkids house or wherever she was, or maybe you're the mom that takes the kids over after the soccer practice to another friend's house, you want to have a glass of wine. You've got the per- gun on, or you've got the gun stage in your purse. Take the identa lock out, put it around there. Now you can, you can clear the chamber. You can pull the magazine out. Do all these things without the trigger available, and if a kid gets into your purse, like you said, visitors or when you're visiting a home, they can't get to it, you know. But if you need it, it reads your finger, it pops off, and you've got that gun in your hand. That's, just, some,
0: that's some James Bond stuff it, right it, there.
1: <laughs> and it, and, it, and it, it's, it's, I mean, it goes in you know different directions. You can program different fingers. You can get on there and just open it up in different ways. As long as you get your finger in the right place, it's going to pop open, right? So I, I can be in this situation and do exactly the same thing, and it's going to pop open. The the issue is to just think about it. And, and I don't buy, again, these are free, right? But if you've if you got 12 ARs and zero safes, it's the same as having 12 ARs and never taking a class, right? People say never sell a gun. Well, guess what? If you've got more than five guns and you never paid for a defensive shooting class, if you want to be a gun collector or a hobby shooter, I get it, cool. But if you're telling yourself and you're telling your family and you're telling the internet that you own guns primarily for defense and you've got more than five guns and you haven't taken a class, you're lying to yourself. Right, Same thing. If you're telling me that you can't afford a safe, you can't afford to lock your guns up, but you have more than two guns, you're already lying. You're already wrong. You don't need two guns. You don't need one gun. You want to exercise your rights? You want to go buy a gun? You now have the responsibility to use the free lock. right? Or do you want to buy three, four, five, 25 guns, get them Cerakoted, put all the crap on them, whatever you want to do? Cool. Just keep the kids from getting them. I
0: think that's a very positive message, Rob. And um, I know that, you know, for you, uh, you know, having a young child, I know those stories hit close to home for you because the last thing you would ever want to think any of us, any parent would never want to put our children in position to hurt themselves. And especially when you look at, Let's just say people like me or like you who, you know, we're trying to be ambassadors to the Second Amendment community. Right. We're we're really trying to be positive role models to the younger people. We're trying to do the best we can to show the positive aspects of our community. Right. If we can't, you know, be safe with our firearms, if we let mistakes happen or if we can't promote the idea of people being safe, well, then what good is it? So
1: I think that's an important, important talking point. Well, and you know, I mean, you saw what just happened. We were prepping this. You you're giving me some static about just laughing that you kind of do the same thing as far as just taking the guns and putting them and sticking them up here and throwing them around. Well, why was I doing that? I was doing it because I've got a four-year-old here in this space, right? And, and even though this is my office and this is my studio and this is the library and the gun room's over here, but the gun room stays locked up. And these guns, as much as I like the, the mod walls and all, and it looks cool on video and it's fun to be down here if I'm you know doing a research project, I need to pull something off the shelf. This isn't set up this way because she can come down here. Sometimes she turns on the smart screen and puts on the Corel draw. I mean, there may even be something there where she comes in and she draws on the screen where she, you know, uh, plays around and does stuff in this room. So I have to, these guns get locked up. They get locked up in, in this state storage area. They all get carried, you know, 25 feet over in the other direction and locked up in the gun room with a deadbolt on it. Like I, I am the gun guy and I'm not saying I've always done it right. I've made some mistakes. I feel like I've gotten lucky sometimes. And I think about it. I have an older daughter. She's 24. The guns that were kept in that house you know, were, were definitely kept differently back in the day, right? And I've learned, and I've learned from these examples, and I've learned to be a better example and be a better uh, caretaker of our rights and a caretaker of my family and a caretaker of my responsibility as a gun owner over the years. And it's it takes extra effort, but I'm I need to put that effort into – exercising the second amendment right and that meeting my gun responsibilities as well as saying yeah shall not be infringed well i'm going to infringe myself okay i'm going to make sure i take care of my family and i take care of my guns it's not the government telling me to do it it's me telling me to do it and it's me telling you to do it if you're a gun owner so there
0: do it absolutely rob and um uh, you know it it is such an important paradigm to consider about storage too guys there is a difference between security and storage Yep. So a few and just quickly, I'll, I'll just very quickly iterate about, or, you know, iterate about this, you know, some big, heavy, you know, 1200 pounds safe. That's one thing, you know, when you're trying to prevent theft versus trying to prevent access, those are two very different things, you know, something like a storage locker. Yeah. That may keep unauthorized, uh, willful users. Let's just say people that are supposed to be in your home. It'll keep them away like such a small children or unauthorized users within the household. But if you're trying to prevent theft, you need to understand that, that that's when you get into a little bit more of a rugged and crazy storage option to prevent the storage cabinet from physically being, you know, stolen. Okay. So, you know, just understand guys that in this video, we're talking about preventing, uh, un un you know, wanted access versus, you know, actually keeping a, a, a thief at bay. Right. Two
1: different things. Right. We've got, um, this is safety solutions Academy, Paul Carlson. He was one of our instructors for a long time. He's a long time contributor to PDN. And when I ran this this uh, quick, you know, st- storage versus uh, staging, this is one of the things. So he's got a great piece here on what is the difference between gun storage and defensive handgun staging. Again, I've put out a lot of information about this. There's actually a distance education piece inside of our PDN Platinum membership level where we're going to be focusing this fall in a three-block session all on home defense. Both, you know, what are the tactics? What are the, the systems you should put in place, the training and practice you should do with your family? But a, a whole three hour block is just on this idea of staging and it's not just staging the gun right it's staging the, the medical equipment it's staging the cell phone right i have an old cell phone over here that's off contract but as long as it has a sim card in it and it can reach the cell tower i can make a 911 call you know so things like that putting your flashlight in here putting uh, i've actually got one staged in here right the idea of, of not letting the gun be loose in here with a round in the chamber where I can just reach in in a panic and hit that trigger, right? But actually putting some kind of a trigger guard on it and attaching that to the box. So now when I pull this gun out, I can't hit the trigger when I reach in in the dark with the dog barking and the alarm going off and the kids crying and all that. But as soon as I pull that off the trigger guard, now I've got the access to use the gun. So There's a lot to this. Like I get it. It's not super simple. If, If you're trying to balance all of these issues of efficient access Responsibility, you know, the staging, the storage, and then the theft prevention versus just curious kid getting their hands on it. There's a lot of layers to this, and I'm just going to encourage people again go find the resources, whether it's the NSSF, Safety Solutions Academy, Personal Defense Network. Like, there are a lot of different places out there where you can get this information for free. Um, hit me up on social media and I'll give you the links. Um, maybe we'll put some of them in the show. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll you know, definitely, um, Too easy. To do. you're you're breaking up on me there a little
0: bit, Rob. Say that
1: one more time. I was going to say, it's just too easy to do this right. So maybe we can put some of those links for the resources that people want to hit me up in social media or hit it right here in the notes on the show too. Wonderful.
0: Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely put those links down in the description box below. Guys, make sure you go and check out Rob Pincus. He's a great dude. And, uh, you know, I really want to thank you for taking some time to talk to me today about this. You know, we love doing gun gripes and we love putting great information out there all we want to do is empower and help people. And we most certainly want our families to be safe and efficient. And there is a balance between having guns ready, but having them inaccessible to unwanted users. So definitely check out Rob a little bit more and look at some of those links down in the description box uh, to learn more. Rob, thanks for hanging out today. Uh, anything else uh, you got for my people?
1: I think that's it, man. PersonalDefenseNetwork.com. Hundreds of free articles and videos, not just from me, from lots of great contributors. And uh, I think that's the easiest place to find all the training information you're looking for. But at Pinkus Rob on Twitter and IG, and Rob Pinkus or Rob Pinkus Pro on Facebook. Um, if you can use the internet, you can you can ask me a question. Come find me. Good deal
0: all right guys thank you so much for watching today's video really appreciate all the support we get from our viewers patreon those of you who uh, purchase man cans t-shirts over on the website any of the merch that we sell on the site all those funds go right back into supporting the channel supporting our efforts thank you so very much rob thank you again and we will have more gun gripes on the way many more things uh going on uh i can't wait we've got a ton of content on the way And we're looking really forward to getting it out to you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.